0: Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee, which tastes different today. Oh, I think I just got like a little bit of um weird balance. I've got to change my angle of the phone here so it's a little bit less... A little less um, glary. So, good morning. It is. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't have to look. It is Monday, January eighteenth, and uh, we are nigh unto inauguration week here in the U.S. Um, everybody light a candle. That all goes well. For the earrings today, I have these little. These little blue crystal-y ones. And so I even wore blue to match. And I'm carrying my blue bug. My pale blues. Another Cirque du Soleil top. I like the Cirque du Soleil style. Um, so here's a close-up. They're little dangling crystals on a gold setting. Light blue. I think... I mean, the the whole thing feels very light. I don't think that they have any intrinsic value and I'm not sure at all where I got them. They might've been my mom's or my grandmother's mom. Were these yours? These are another pair that, although I like them fairly well, I never wear them. Although one reason why is because I have another pair that I like, um, even much better that are very similar and I like them much better. So when I'm going to wear something like this, I always opt for the other pair. So I should probably send these out into the world. Though I have not yet done. So um what do I have to talk about today? Well I've got Golden Griffin and the Bear Prince Entirely uploaded. It is in the can. So that's exciting. I got uh, the proofreaders comments on Friday morning. They were there when I woke up. She sent them the night before, I think. And I thought, well, I'll knock these out. I'll go through it, knock these out and get back to revising Dark Wizard. But no, it actually took me like my whole, my whole working day, my whole three hour sessions. I finished, I started early, um, because I was up early. So I got like 20 minutes done before I met up with Dorinda and I finished like 20 minutes into our third hour of working. So it wasn't so bad. This was, um, working with not a totally new proofreader, but the first time she did a novel for me. And there were a lot of things to look at. Um, She and I have very different opinions about commas. And normally I say that I never argue commas. Uh, That's sort of one of my, like, I don't understand commas. (laughs) I don't understand the rules. Frankly, I think the rules are kind of arbitrary. That's part of my problem. Um, Very few of the comma rules seem to exist without there being some sort of exception. But um, I knew why she was putting some in and I knew why she was taking some out, but I ended up putting a lot of them back the way I wanted them because for the for the sense of the sentence um especially in dialogue, I might have to tell her if if I use her again I might have to tell her to to not screw around with the dialogue so much because she has a tendency to make To want to make the dialogue be grammatically correct and as is amply demonstrated by my podcast uh, people don't talk in grammatical, grammatically correct phrases with proper pronunciation and uh, punctuation and so forth. People who do end up sounding robotic which is something that they play with like the standard thing to do in science fiction. In fact, it's so standard. I've gotten a little bit tired of it is, um, you know, like they always did this thing where like, uh, data couldn't speak in contractions. This is a big thing that they just have, you know, like the, the AI or whatever speak without contractions because that makes them sound, uh, inhuman. I, that was never, explained adequately to me why I mean contractions are somewhat up to the speaker or writer uh, in the context of the moment sometimes emphasis sometimes I don't use a contraction because I'll say no I would not do that but it never made sense to me that somehow you couldn't program uh, you can program in all the grammar grammatical rules of English, except for contractions. It's like, no, I don't buy it. So I don't remember how I got onto the whole contraction thing. Oh, just changing things around grammatically correct stuff and dialogue. It's, it's not easy to get dialogue to sound natural. And one way that you get it to sound natural is by not worrying about grammar. There are occasionally you will run into somebody who insists on using um, very precise English in their speech, you know, and they will um, use whom, whom in speech. And they end up sounding very stuffy. So unless that's what you want for your uh, your character, then don't do that. So anyway, I got through those uh copy edits I got it all done got it sent to the formatter in the early afternoon I'd said it was going to be by noon my time and ended up being more like one thirty. but hey I tried uh and he turned it around my formatter is um Paul I can't think of what Paul's last name is at BB Books Thailand and uh, he's amazing he knew it was coming so he turned it around fast for me and I had it When I woke up Saturday morning, and then I realized I had made a mistake. I had forgotten to put something in there that was very important. Uh, For those of you interested in such things, I forgot to put the link to pre-order the sequel. Which I had gone to all kinds of trouble to make sure, not all kinds, but I had gone to trouble to make sure that the pre-order link was live so I could be sure to put it in there. Um, I'd also put the title wrong um i put it in there as the story continues in the pirate rogue and the sorceress queen and i changed it around because kelly robson thought it sounded better as the sorceress (laughs) queen can't say it the sorceress queen and the pirate rogue because she said she thinks titles sound better with the crisper syllables at the end which i thought was an interesting observation i think she's right so I had changed it, but I had not changed it. My draft, I had not made that link live. And I was tempted to, meanwhile, Smashwords was sending me panic to emails about how I had missed my January 14th upload and that upload deadline. And that the 17th was the drop dead deadline. So you guys know me, you guys know me and my, uh, uh, deadline thing. It's like, if you want me to abide by a particular deadline, then give me that deadline. If you want me to be earlier than the deadline, then give me the earlier deadline. Don't, don't do this thing where there's like multiple deadlines. My, one of my least favorite things in the world is if somebody gives me the, uh, the deadline and then they, they bug me. Then, you know, like they start, there's one person in particular who I will not give any clues about, but I work with um, on a professional basis as a writer. Uh, This person's not a writer. But he will give a deadline for things, and then he will start emailing me like two weeks before the deadline, reminding me about the deadline. Drives me up the fucking wall. It's like, don't give me. (laughs) If you wanted it two weeks earlier, then you should have told me two weeks earlier. So Smashwords, with their deadline and then their drop dead deadline I'm going to pay attention to drop dead but when they start sending me emails every hour reminding me about it it starts to get annoying so I <clears throat> I debated I was like should I just upload this and then I can be done I won't be stressed Uh or should I get Paul to fix this? And I don't know if he's, cause it was like midnight in Thailand. I'm like, maybe he has, a, maybe he's gone to bed and I have to wait. But I thought, well, I still have time. I still have until the 17th. So I thought, you know, I need to get this fixed. And sometimes you know, I was talking a while back about how you you don't have to give 110%. You don't have, you know, this whole idea of, oh, give 150% effort to everything you do is utter bullshit. Uh, most things you don't need to give <laughs> that much effort to. Besides which it is, a, it's an impossibility. That's an imaginary number, right? So we know that it has absolutely no meaning. But some things are worth the effort. Some things are worth the, the extra try. So I I did email Paul and he got me back the revised version in an hour. And he's great. I was like, it's only one problem and it was totally my fault. So I got everything uploaded on Saturday morning and that was great. I've got the print uh, versions underway. So If you want to order a print version, you will be able to. You should be able to pre-order it on Amazon now. I don't know if it's live yet, but if you watch, it'll go live soon. I haven't looked at email because I don't look at email in the morning. Uh, Or you can order it through my website. So it's all underway. And then the other exciting thing is is that we sent out another newsletter today. Uh, It's going to be like the frequent newsletter a couple of weeks i asked Corrine if i if she thought it was too frequent she's like well some authors send them every week so you know uh, (laughs) i don't think as long as you're not doing more frequently than that that seems like a lot to me it would annoy me if someone was there's probably a theme there right i don't like people sending me emails all the time so i sent out a newsletter well Corrine sent it out uh, with the cover for dark wizard yay it's also in my private facebook group jeffy's closet so if you want to see the cover you can see it there and it's pretty cool even my mom texted me this morning and she had already seen it i assume through the through jeffy's closet uh so so yeah It's exciting. We wanted to get the dark wizard cover out there so that we could start doing some promotion on it. So even though golden Griffin comes out in a week, a week from today, then dark wizard comes out, uh, in a month from that. So all of that's done. I did get the house de-Christmas for those of you who are worried about it. Probably all of you were worried about it. Uh, why did I wear long sleeves? I don't know why I wore long sleeves. I always get hot. It, we're supposed to get snow today, so I think I was feeling like it was going to be a lovely, um, cool morning, but so far it's still pretty warm. So one thing I did want to talk about, because you don't care about the fact that I got the house clean and the Christmas decorations down. I care. It's nice to get all that done. I saw... Well, there was a couple of tweet threads out there. Um, one is by this person who I don't know, um, really got everybody upset because they were uh, bashing fan fiction. And, I mean, there was a lot in this Twitter thread that was set up to deliberately provoke response, which, you know, shocking, I know. But they were talking about how it was really sad that so many authors uh, start out writing fan fiction because it teaches them terrible habits. Uh, One of the things they included was were that a couple of the authors who are very successful who started out writing fan fiction. um, E.L. James and Cassandra Clare are objectively bad that they just write bad stuff. And. You know, that gets in my cry. Anytime anyone says that, they can describe something as being, especially something as subjective as art, as being objectively bad. It's like you could just stop right there. Um, There were a lot of, there was a lot of, as there always is, an undercurrent of jealousy in there. Um, Yeah, there was all kinds of posturing. It upset everybody because they write fan fiction um and uh, i mean it's a grand tradition uh mary robinette Kowal put uh, out a tweet in response to it saying that everything is fan fiction that it's fan fiction all all the way down you know and i assume she's talking about the idea that we stand on the shol- shoulders of giants but i'm not sure i agree with that extreme because I don't feel like I write fan fiction. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I never did write it. I, uh, It never occurred to me. And partly maybe because I grew up in an era when that kind of thing wasn't that available. Although I know that many of my compatriots did. So I don't know how to feel about the whole fan fiction thing. Uh, I know that a lot this this person on Twitter was being obnoxious about it deliberately, so as i 've covered uh by calling it training wheels and you know what 's wrong with training wheels? A lot of people get started with fan fiction because the world is already built for them and the characters are already created for them, so they can learn their story chops by by working within that framework. I don't feel like everything I write is fan fiction, although doing my epic reread of Kushiel's Dart, I am noticing how much uh, I am very much influenced by this book in ways that I didn't realize having read it 20 years ago. um, I didn't realize how much of it had filtered into my subconscious But I recognize things. I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if that's where I got that idea. So to that point of Mary Robinette's, I would likely agree. The other thing I wanted to talk about was this was much more. I don't I don't know if it was better received, maybe um, not as incendiary, but and it was shared on Facebook where somebody was giving um, writing advice. And I have I have kind of a thing about people, writers giving out advice who aren't necessarily super experienced writers and don't necessarily know what they're talking about. But they were saying that oops, don't want to lose that. Be careful not to touch that screen. Uh, They were talking about how humans aren't consistent in real life. And so you don't have to make your characters be consistent because humans you know like have different moods different ideas at different times i've certainly feel that way about um, my characters in that i've always had a problem with the idea of the goal motivation conflict approach to characterization because i don't think that humans have single goals or single motivations and so my characters are very rarely painted that way however this person was trying to make the point that you don't have to worry about making your your characters consistent because human beings aren't consistent in real life. And I thought there was a dead bug over there, but it's not, it's a, a dried up blossom. Uh, the thing is as, and I could tell you this as someone who writes fairly complex characters, that do not have single goals or single motivations that you will get nailed for it in reviews because fiction is different than life. And whenever you are creating characters, you are not replicating life. You are creating a story. You are offering a, a version of reality that serves the story. So, you are never going to put a real complex human being on the page. It's not, it's simply not possible. So I just felt like I, I nearly commented, um, which I, I, I didn't know who this writer was offering the advice. I could tell it was someone who was a fairly newbie writer. Um, I don't know what, at what level I, that was the assumption I made. And I nearly commented Oh, now I've got something in my eye. That's God telling me to, that I should be kinder to people. I smite the Cushiel's dart in my left eye. Um, yeah, I nearly commented, and I wanted to explain this very thing, and then I thought that that would be unkind of me, that I probably did not need to weigh in and, uh, I don't know hammer down on their on their uh, advice giving parade <laughs> so um, with that I am going to get to work you could tell I'm earlier today uh, for those of you on live, uh, yeah it's just now eight o'clock because I woke up early so I'm going to get a little bit done before Dorinda shows up and Maybe get whatever this says out of my eye. Can you guys see what it is? (laughs) Um, I think that's all I have to say. So, hope you all have a good Monday. I'll remind you that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. And you will find more podcasts you love at frolicmedia slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.